Welcome to Podcast at Boatwright. I am Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Dr. Kevin Cruz, Assistant Professor of Management in the Robbins School of Business. His research interests include employee-employer relationships, employee-team relationships, and employee-coworker relationships. Dr. Cruz is the author of a recent article in Occupational Health Science entitled, Perceptions of Psychological Contract Breach and Perceptions of Coworker Exclusion, The Moderating Effects of Collectivism and Individualism. Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on podcast at Boatwright to share some of my research. Well, to start off our conversation, what inspired you to write on this particular topic? The inspiration came from the fact that employees sometimes feel excluded by their coworkers, and research has indicated this feeling of exclusion is associated with a number of negative outcomes, such as lower levels of self-esteem, well-being, and productivity. However, we know much less about the causes of, about the causes of coworker exclusion. My co-authors and I believe it is important to better understand the causes of coworker exclusion so that organizations can better manage it and or its consequences. Some of my co-authors took a first step in better understanding the consequences of coworker exclusion by taking an interpersonal approach in that they found employees who engage in uncivil behaviors also tended to perceive that they were excluded by coworkers. We wanted to build on this interpersonal approach by taking a complementary intrapersonal approach. We thought a great place to begin exploring this intrapersonal approach was by investigating employees' perceptions of psychological contract breach by their organizations. Psychological contracts consist of perceived promises employees believe the organization has made to them in exchange for their efforts on behalf of the organization. Just like formal written contracts, psychological contracts can be perceived by employees as being fulfilled or breached. Prior research has established that the outcomes of perceived breach are typically negative, and recent research demonstrated that the negative outcomes of breach are not limited to just the relationship between an employer and an employee. Rather, perceptions of breach can affect other relationships within the workplace too. Because employees often share their perceptions of psychological contract fulfillment or breach with coworkers, we thought focal employees might feel excluded by their coworkers because of their belief that psychological contract breach by their organizations may signal to their coworkers that they're not as valued and focal employees will therefore be more vigilant in searching for and processing real or perceived signals sent by their coworkers that align with their interpretations of breach as a signal of lower value. With that said, we thought an important boundary condition of this relationship would be the degree to which employees are collectivistic and individualistic since these concepts are relational in nature, just like perceptions of exclusion are relational in nature. We thought employees who are more collectivistic or value duty to in-group would be less likely to perceive exclusion as a result of breach, whereas employees who are more individualistic or value personal uniqueness and independence would be more likely to perceive exclusion as a result of breach. We believe this would be true based on the norm of reciprocity that exists within social relationships. Collectivism encourages attitudes and behaviors that demonstrate value for the group, while individualism encourages attitudes and behaviors that demonstrate value for the individual. We, we believe this should lead FOCA employees to be more likely to perceive that their coworkers will respond in kind, and they will therefore be less likely in the case of collectivism or more likely in the case of individualism to search for and process real perceived signals sent by their coworkers about their perceived lower value resulting from breach. 
Well, thank you. That's fascinating. I especially enjoyed learning about psychological contract breach. <laughs> well, how can faculty and staff at the University of Richmond use this article to better understand their workplace relationships? I believe our findings are very important for faculty and staff at the University of Richmond for several reasons. First, beginning at the top of the organizational hierarchy, our findings indicate that the negative outcomes associated with faculty and staff perceptions of psychological contract breach may not be limited to just the relationships faculty and staff maintain with the University of Richmond. The relationships faculty and staff have with their coworkers may also be negatively impacted by perceptions of breach. This makes it even more important for the leaders of the University of Richmond to make sure faculty and staff believe that the University of Richmond is fulfilling their perceived promises. This is also true for the leaders of the respective colleges and departments. Second, our findings indicate that leaders and managers, whether they are at the university, college, or department levels, who are responsible for human resource policies and practices such as recruiting, selection, and performance management, are more cognizant of the degree to which potential or current employees are collectivistic or individualistic. Through tests, 360-degree feedback, on-the-job observations, or other types of methods, faculty and staff need to better understand which employees are more collectivistic and individualistic so that they can be better placed in jobs that match their collectivistic and individualistic orientations. It is probably best to place individuals with more collectivistic orientations in jobs that require more interaction with coworkers because they may be less likely to feel excluded by their coworkers if or when they believe the University of Richmond has breached a psychological contract with them. Lastly, our results also suggest that faculty and staff need to be more aware of their own collectivistic and individualistic orientations so they can be more cognizant of the fact that when these orientations may impact their feelings of exclusion that might arise when they feel the University of Richmond has breached a, psych a psychological contract with them. Thank you. And our next question, how would you envision undergraduate students on any campus using the article for their study and research? Well, as I tell my students, they will earn degrees in fields that may or may not be directly related to business or management. However, despite the particular field that students earn their degrees in, most, if not all, students will have to work with and rely on others and hopefully manage others in organizational settings throughout their careers. Moreover, most students will likely be employees of some type of organization. For these reasons, it is important for students to understand what really happens in workplaces. Today's turbulent business environment, characterized by things like international competition and technological change, has resulted in dramatic and largely unfavorable changes to the relationships employees maintain with their employers. Students are therefore likely to perceive their employer breaching a psychological contract with them at some point in their careers. It is better for them to begin understanding this reality now so that they can be better prepared for it. Students need to start thinking about these types of things no matter their course of study or what their research interests are because it is going to be a fact of life for them. Knowing now how perceptions are breached by their, or by their employers can impact how they perceive relationships with their coworkers can go a long way in better preparing them for, their world, for the world of work. Thus, students need to start thinking about how this phenomenon might play out in their particular field of study. Now, I can see how that could be very helpful to know that early on. Well, you co-authored the article with researchers from a variety of institutions. Can you describe the collaboration and methodology that you used to complete the research and compose the article? 
Like with all of my research articles, we each played different roles at different times throughout the development of the manuscript, with the final order of authorship indicating the degree of contribution each of us made in the development of the manuscript. Some of my co-authors were responsible for collecting the data. I was responsible for analyzing the data. Myself and the second author were responsible for writing a draft of the manuscript. The other authors contributed in specific areas of writing the manuscript when we needed them. And I, I was responsible for moving the manuscript through the peer review process, which included seeking help from my co-authors when needed. Given the technology available to us, it was a very seamless process of collaboration. And lastly, what kinds of information or library sources did you use in writing this article? The library was instrumental in this research through a subscription to the Web of Science database. This database provides access to peer-reviewed journal, journal articles in the fields that I typically publish my research, such as management, business, and applied psychology. Quite simply, this research would not be possible without such a database. Well, I'm glad you found it and it was helpful. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Cruz. Please note that Occupational Health Science is available full text online on the Boatwright Library website. Thank you for listening to podcasts of Boatwright. Your host was Lucretia McCauley. Editing and production was performed by Andy Morton. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit us on the web at library.richmond.edu.